Omaha Talkers. Welcome to episode 21 of Omaha Talks. I am your co-host Parker Steele in the house with co-host Brandon Herbal. And today we are talking with the dudes. Uh, we got Danny Maxwell and Craig Fort in the house, more commonly known as D-Max and Fort. Welcome to the show, boys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. What's up, fellas? Yo. So uh, you guys have uh, an endless... Uh, resume of projects let's let's talk about some of the bands you guys have been in we have a lot going on right now we do yeah um well we're working on our on our label max tracks records right now um we have a release coming out uh, for little brazil called send the wolves out june 1st and um we have we have a lot in the works as well um we have something we probably can't share yet. Um, oh, what want, is that? We want those exclusives. But, <laughs> but uh, um, soon enough. Yeah, we we have we have already a, a recording. Wrong pets recording in the can, and then uh, leaf blowers gearing up right now. We're gonna be the lab rats at the new studio we just built. Yes, yeah, so we have like a little home thing, home studio going on, um, in the works right now, and then. Uh, yeah, if another I, release to be named. Soon. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a, already recorded and at the plant. Yeah, so we have something coming up soon that we'll be announcing. But uh, yeah, right now we're just kind of doing the little Brazil rollout until June first. Um, we have uh, on Monday the sixteenth um, will be uh, little Brazil's digital uh, like pre order will be available on iTunes. First single from the new album. Yeah, with a single available, and if you, yeah, if you, so if you order the record, you'll get the single. If you get the whole, you know, the whole album, you'll get the single, and then all of our pre-order LPs are available right now. CDs are up next, so we're just kind of one at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of offering everything at once, we just want to kind of see what, you know, what people are buying. You know, since this is our first. What effort. are some, what are some uh, past? Uh, releases that max tracks has done uh the only one we've done before this is the junkyard dan release which is like an offshoot project for me um and and it was just a cassette single mm. you know that i did on my own basically just to kind of uh kind of run side you know side by side with the announcement of launching the label you know also what i mean to mention that you're in every band on the label <laughs> unfortunately yeah <laughs> <laughs> they have to deal with me in every project but um yeah so so we've you know so September 1st of 2017 we announced Max Tracks with with the Junkyard Dan cassette okay. single so it it was just like a you know like a labor of love for me you know I just paid for everything out of pocket used most of them as promo you know sold more than I thought I would you know it did well um but mostly streams I noticed too mm-hmm. so um only my cassette friends, you know, jumped on those. So, right. you know, but um, that's how it goes. It's a novelty, you know, kind of thing still. But um, unless you're Craig Fort. He has so many. many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. He's actually built up my tape collection for me. Dude, Fort, don't you have like duplicates on hand? Yeah, that's what his collection is. It's just <laughs> All your like duplicates. some of the fourths and fifth duplicates yeah. that I have of stuff. Way too much, way too much. Boxes and boxes and boxes. So if you're, you know, if you really need like a super rare Judas Priest cassette, shoot Craig Fort. 
Shoot him. Shoot him a message. Don't shoot him. So anyway, so you guys. All right. <laughs> yeah. Pressing on. So, uh, Danny, you're from Omaha. Yes, sir. Born and bred. And for you are from Columbus. Columbus, Nebraska. But you ended up in Omaha as a young man. Yep. I started coming to Omaha when I was around 14 or 15 to go to shows at Cog Factory, uh, to go BMX in around town, go to Robert's Skate Park. Uh, and then friends, older friends started moving up here and we just kept coming up here to go to shows. Uh, so when I turned 18, me and three of my friends moved up here, uh, and moved into what turned out to be Fort house and never looked back. I've been here, uh, 13. No math is hard. What is that? It's been, so it's probably been like 17 years, 16 years because I've been here about 15 it's and I remember s- the Fort house being like. The first place 16 I met years people. now. It was 2002, January 1st of 2002 when I moved in. So, long dang So, time. this was so long ago, but where was the Fort House? 49th, I know I went there, but I couldn't remember where it 49th was. 49th and Fort Street. Oh, okay. That's right. 5125. <laughs> the address is tattooed on his chest. <laughs> Both uh, convenient and stylish. Mm-hmm. Helped me remember where I lived. Exactly. Uh, so, how, how did you guys come into contact? I mean, was this kind of like a, a Olivers relationship? Because that's how I know both you guys. For I knew you. You ran the door at Olivers for years. Mm-hmm. Dan shows, just hanging out. A lot of mutual friends. But is that kind of where you guys connected as well? How did we meet? Is that where you connected? Fort Fort lived with us too. We lived together at the Leavenworth house. Yeah, right at the Leavenworth the house. Yeah, it was yeah. probably a, a connection through Landon and Olivers for sure. Yeah. And then you know, you know, we hit it off right away. You know, and then, you know, like, I don't know. It just th- probably started clinking beers and sharing shots. Yeah, and, and then then event like I needed a place to crash, and so I moved into the basement and just kind of went on from there. And we've been in couple bands together since then been playing music like i don't know yeah i'd say the same time we started new longs we probably started smoking meats at the same time yep. that's when smoke buds started yep. around the right. same time you guys cooked my thanksgiving turkey one year I yep that. bacon wrapped yep i think actually i think we played with one of new longs first shows slow, slow down. down yeah, yeah. That's that right. was a great show. It was a good <laughs> that was show. Fun. That was really well attended. Uh, it was that... like a really cold <laughs> night too. I think it was, and that was uh, one of the first shows that Pleasure Adapter had. So it was like mm-hmm. also like the return of Jeff Aikenbauer. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a great show. That, was, that was a good show. Why did they let us backstage? I showed up early to set up, <laughs> and I'm like, I called Jeff. Hey, where you at? He's like, Oh, I'm back. Like upstairs. <laughs> He's like, I might take a shower. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, on the last episode, we were talking about that whole time period, kind of that 2005 to, I would say, maybe 2010, 2011 Mm -hmm. era, Mm -hmm. was kind of like we were a little younger, you know, less people were married, less people were parents. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like our time. So many good bands. So many good bands in this town. That was prime time. Yeah, that was definitely prime time. I mean, it's good now. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong, it's anybody. It's great now. It's fucking fantastic. Sure. But those that, were the glory days. Those were the glory days. But now you got to book shows around when you can find a babysitter. Exactly. Yeah. Things of that. Nature. Yep. Yeah. Dad time. Oh, band practice. Trying to, you know, it's like I gotta go. 
Isn't that one of the hardest conversations? Hey, the kid just went to bed. We got to cut practice short. Yeah. Oh. At your house? Oh, no. Oh. D-Max's place. Otherwise, Ooh. like, you know, like one of us, uh, our drummer or me gets a call. Hey, having problems at home with the kid. Better get better get your A home. And and there's not like uh, leeway in that. You know, everything stops. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Family it, comes first. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> this is kind of a family base. This is a room filled with dads it's a dad right room. Now. Dad party. Yeah. Dad company. Is that why this is happening at 11 a.m.? That Saturday? is exactly <laughs> why this is happening. And it's exactly why I have to, like, you know. Hurry. Run the fuck out of here as soon as this is over. Got family first. That's you right. Set it for it. Um, and again, you know, like a, a lot of times Olivers comes up in our conversations and, uh, I, I just, I really think, and it, it might, it sounds kind of corny or whatever, but that really was kind of the home base for a lot of things that happened oh, yeah. in this town, you know, I mean, not just for the people in this room, but for really Omaha, you know, as a whole, what do you guys think about that? It was a hub. Like it was just a, a cool, easy place to play whatever kind of music you wanted to for cheap you know like it was always five dollar cover or free show like any type of band it's super easy to book a show there like uh and it just it was home you know it felt like home it was just a good vibe good people very accepting uh tons of cool like unknown bands coming through on tour like underground bands like it was just a really rad spot that gave anyone a chance yeah could not agree more with that statement and for it's worth mentioning you were like the quintessential door guy like it's you i just got carted there the other day shut the <laughs> fuck up yeah it's funny going in there now i mean i, I don't go that often anymore but <laughs> it's funny going in there and it's like a whole different crowd but it is it's yeah it's like, what am i walking into now yeah and they look at you like you're the loser poser like what are you doing here oh my god I heard that. I'm not going to say who it was. I don't want to embarrass him, but he was hanging out and he was pretty drunk. And we were all kind of like, oh, that's. And uh, I just set it off mic. And like this little girl, this little 21 year old girl is just like, you're disgusting. What are you doing here? This isn't a bar for old men. And he had he, this is a guy who never runs out of words he had nothing like he was genuinely like oh like, not, didn't respond was just like did you just hear that like to me it was like oh yeah i did that's, that's right awesome. yeah it, it's just it definitely was uh and is is like uh kind of a musician's bar you know for sure like especially sure. in that area everybody was doing something um, but so you guys, it was a good place to cut your teeth at too. Absolutely. Because it wasn't just like, th- there was a degree of toughness there too. It, I mean, it wasn't like a degree of toughness. <laughs> I just removed that <laughs> degree of toughness. There was a, it could be a tough crowd in there, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. Especially yeah. if you have a, a couple drunk regulars that don't like what you're doing, they could uh, be very. Carrie Waldo. I know he's <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> Amazing heckler. He was my favorite heckler by far. He put thought into those heckles. He didn't just like shout, "You suck." Like, oh, there was no. a story behind it. It was so good. Yeah, he the was best. very clever. The best. Very clever. I have two of them that I can't share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I that I hold close to my heart just <laughs> don't tell us the band just let's get a little taste um well 
No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, it, it would not be abiding by the rules, right, the, the contract right, I signed right. prior to this. Yeah. Oh shit, that's funny. I know. I saw him uh, at Target like probably two years ago, and hadn't seen him forever. You know, and it was just good to see him. He's great guy. Like, he's great. He's what, all, he's great amazing guy. guy. And we just like Solid stopped dude. everything and we're embracing in the hallway. And mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife is like, "Yo." She's like, is that your dad? <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but I hope he hears it. Um, yeah, Carrie was a great heckler. And especially, I, I think that's worth noting from like a room full of people that have played music that can appreciate a heckler because it's the worst fucking thing ever, you know? But he was good at it. He was so good at it. Clever guy. Yes. Um, I know it's, it's kind of weird, like, going back to Oliver's looking at that place like it was a big deal when that patio was installed oh yeah, yeah. like that was a big deal and now game it's changer like, turning point now it's like the, the it's it's like a i don't even know how to explain it the bar is like a hub between other things now it's like crazy the main bar you know what yeah. I mean? yeah like volleyball and then the outdoor thing it's, and then the beer you know, garden it's like you bar. have to walk through purgatory <laughs> To get to to get to your heaven. Yeah, no, that's actually really crazy. That's a good way of explaining. Yeah, it. it's like the secret. Yeah, you garden. have to like you have to like sh- shoulder through all the ghosts, you know, <laughs> believers pass. But it's also like it's it's funny too that that's what like really made it blow up and have all these younger people come to it because yeah, I remember like nobody ever went to believers but me and my group of friends, mm-hmm. and now like everyone's mm-hmm. always there because of the patio. Yeah, it's bitching, bitching patio. So anyway, let's move on. So you guys. As far as like Max Tracks is concerned, like um, you've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Do you have any like? I know you can't talk about you got an announcement, and so that might be the answer to this question. But what do you ultimately want to do with this? Like, do you want to put out more vinyl? Do you want to do the multi-platform thing? We do. Yeah, we. This is our first effort, even for Little Brazil, with vinyl. You know, so you know, I mean, there's there's like a. I mean, we're at a point where we're kind of... Ever? Ever? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That kind of surprises me. Yeah. So, this is this is a new thing for us, too, you know, as a band. But, um, so yeah, we definitely want to, uh, you know, tailor whatever we're doing for each band, you know? So, the Junkyard Dan thing, for example, tape and digital only. I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't care. I just put it out for my friends who would just want to grab it, you know, you know, or just stream it or have the tape, you know, so I didn't worry about CDs or anything like that or vinyl for that, you know, yeah. or a seven inch for that. Cause that is just right out of pocket, you know, get it out there. Yeah. So, so for, 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 for little Brazil, we're doing CD digital and vinyl. Um, we probably won't jump into cassettes right away, but a band like leaf blower is strictly cassettes so far in digital. You know what I mean? So there's a difference. Um, the band, we're about to announce um, and to, to kind of jump on the second half of that question, we are looking for, for, for other bands to put out, but right now we're kind of just getting our, our things settled and putting out the bands that are, you know, in the, in the family right now. So we're getting that taken care of, but we do have, we do have a, um, another band coming up very soon and that will be a a totally different format. That'll be a, a seven inch single. So, Ooh. Yeah, I think so, we're gonna try and do a leaf blower seven inch too, or and possibly like an LP down the road as well, like full length. Uh, I, yeah, I think like in like each band, it kind of depends. Like I don't see leaf blower ever coming out with CDs. 
What do you think? I mean, it, I guess I guess we'll see how this goes with the first <laughs> run of, of uh, you know, how the response goes with, with these first couple bands. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't think that even Little Brazil would venture back to the CD um, kind of, uh, you know, option. But um, it, 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 we've had a lot of requests for it, and I've actually been kind of studying a bunch of... Um, you know, interviews online of other other dudes I, I kind of look up to uh, that are doing this kind of thing, and and they're, they're selling them. Yeah. So um, they're moving them just as much as they are with the with the vinyl uptick. You know, so well, I, I think I think it's not put a CD into a CD player and probably I, four years. I haven't either. either. <laughs> My, mine are all stowed away in boxes. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I'm pulling them out slowly. You know, I, you know, I, I think. The big thing to mention here is like, okay, younger people have older cars. Older cars have CD players. Like the, I had a tape deck in my older car, in my twenties. You know, yeah, and it was it was perfect. I listened to Same. tons of cassettes, but because uh, that little CD player adapter piece of shit, that thing never works. Nope. It, it works for like a week. Yeah, or the radio know. like transmitter one always like trying. What to a dupe that was. Right, yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Twenty <laughs> twenty four dollars or how much it was yep. down the drain. Yep. You're yeah. always like driving and trying to get like the right angle on. Yeah, and then you drive off a fucking embankment because right. you're trying to tune it into some off-brand radio station. Yeah. And, yeah. Then the, and then the cord gets staticky like our connection. Yeah, really. exactly. <laughs> Wiggling it around. Oh, Jesus. But um, as far as tapes go, uh, you know, uh, Worried Mothers, we only did tapes yeah. and digital download. And a digital download. Because thing. cheap to produce and cheap to sell. Super, Super cheap. cheap. Yeah. And we as far as like t-shirts went, we would go to... Um, I mean, we would just buy blank T-shirts at like Goodwill mm -hmm. or whatever, stores. and then print on them. Yep. And then you know, we we would. I'm sure you guys have had this experience. Like we would go play um, like festivals or whatever, and the guys with like the stupid expensive merchandise. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You, these kids are here because they have money. Yeah, right. Nope. You know, like, and it was it was super funny because we would sell out, and these guys are standing around with their fucking library of zines you know and like all this stuff it's like this ain't a flea market dude to be honest look when i see merch tables like if i ever see a f like a koozie on the table for like five bucks that's an easy sell like five bucks to the band quick exactly. and easy you know as opposed to like a 25 dollars shirt or something like that you know yeah and who are you selling a 25 dollars shirt at a bar get out of here yeah. <laughs> right exactly yeah what are you you're not the you're not the stones <laughs> you're not booked at the century league no. yeah jesus um you're at olivers you're at olivers seriously and nobody wants to buy merch there no right. no ever you can't sell merch there uh uh Roz does okay. Black Black sells some merch there. I can say yeah. that because I buy it there, but uh I'm, right, I'm I have. We've we've done fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. As a whole. It's a, it's just it's a cheap bar. It's a couple less bush lights though. You <laughs> it's know, true. If you're buying some, some goods from right. your friends. Um so are you guys thinking about as far as Little Brazil is concerned, are you guys gonna take this thing on the road, obviously? Did you hear that, Meg? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're, we, we, there's a couple dads in the band. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we'll probably do some holograms. Yeah. You never know. You yep. know, you never know what we have Dating in the works. Hologram. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we'll probably do some Midwestern jaunts for sure. I'd love to see if we could hit both coasts, you know, but, Facebook live tour. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Is this a, is this green a screen tour? Like 
five years? When was the last <clears throat> Little Brazil album? Wow, this is tough. I think like nine years. Nine years. Wow. Yeah, like two thousand nine was our last release. Damn. This this and and this record has songs that were written with Oliver and Greg, like right after when right after that last tour, Landon like moved to San Diego and was there for a while and wrote the first couple tunes there came back we we wrote them we were still you know those guys were still in the band so we and we've had Bowen and Friedman come through the band and write half the songs you mm. know what i mean so there's been so many people involved in in almost the 9 years of this yeah, yeah of, of the making of this record so there's there's a ton going on um you know with with uh people <laughs> you know like like the songwriting uh, it's 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 all over the place and there was there was a handful of songs left off that we didn't even record um that were written during that period with Oliver and Greg or oh wow Mike and Matt so dude Mike Friedman shreds he's amazing he is a shredder Total and he's shredder. really funny too like he's really smart oh, yeah, one of the best shredders in yeah, town for guy. sure he's uh good at everything he does you know he can play it all yeah <laughs> hell of yeah. a pedal steel player too yeah he can do it all, man. If you're listening, Mike, play a hell of a guitar. Shout out to Freeman. Mean guitar. Yeah, shout out to Big Freeman. Big shout out. He played with Leaf Blower a couple shows, too, and yeah. he recorded our yeah. demo for us. Yep, he recorded our demo, and then, so, you know, we were in a situation where we grabbed a couple shows that were, like, coming up really fast, and and Savatos is busy, and we were like, what are we going to do, you know? And we were like, well, Freeman knows the songs. And he's like, all right. I'll do it. I'll do two shows and then I'm quitting the band. Yeah, it was say, really fun. Was he in the room when you were like, "Yeah, Friedman knows the songs," yeah. and then you just look at him like, okay. He was like, "Just tell me the dates and I'll show up." It was I don't really need funny. Yeah, I don't need it was really funny. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, honestly, I think uh, as far as touring goes, like a nice little Midwest tour would be fucking fun. That's man. the nice thing about the Midwest is you can do either just weekend tours or even just like a small week one and not have to go far from home. Yeah, not at all. You could go north. You could shoot up like Iowa City, mm-hmm. hit up Des Moines, and you know? head east if you wanted to, and then Kansas head east City. maybe little Minneapolis, Lawrence, Kansas City, fucking yep. Lawrence, hell Springfield, yeah. Missouri, Wichita, St. Louis. St. Louis is only six Kansas hours City. away. We're just going to start naming every cool City. town in the Moines. And then the other jaunt, boys, is going south and then heading west. You know what I mean? If you're going to do like a two-weeker, we're in the perfect spot for that. You oh, know? my God. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. You know, the one the time... <laughs> yeah. The one time that uh, I ended up in the south on the road was in August in a van with the Shanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, oh boy, I bet that smelled awesome. Oh my God. One night I stayed in, in this apartment that we were staying at in Chicago and all the guys in my band and the shank stayed in the van and like had a food fight. I've heard this one. And then they slept in there (laughs) and I went out the next day and they killed the fucking battery. So we're in this, I can't even remember what neighborhood in Chicago, but not like not a suburb. (laughs) And, uh, anyway, I opened the door to that van, and it was a smell. I mean, it was like gooch times a thousand, you know? Like, it was terrible. I can't have food and dude. 
beer, stale beer. Food and dude, man. It was bad. It was bad. And it never left. Anyway, we can talk about other things. Leftovers. So, <laughs> so how was that tour? How was that tour? This has come up a couple times. Um, you know, it, what we've all kind of collectively agreed upon is that if there, if, if Vice was like a thing <laughs> in 2011, like they should have had a camera guy who may not gold have mine. made it. Yeah, Goldmine. It would have it been amazing because there was never a dull moment. Two emergency room visits, one involving myself. I remember these stories. Uh, ending up, I mean, there were, oh God. There was we were one. we were at the club when you guys pulled in, like. Oh my god! Yeah. I, doesn't every band pull into Oliver? Right when you get when back you, in town get from town, tour, the first to place to go is Oliver's. Absolutely. Every band. Every time I've ever gone on tour, in. we always. Well, go I, w- to I wasn't there. The it guys was, went. It was gross. I had to go home. <laughs> I was actually living with Brandon at the time. Austin and I both were. And even even Tayshow was just like, "Oh, I'm over this. <laughs> like, we have to get out of here." <laughs> Yeah, and and so we, and actually, it's kind of funny. Austin was uh, was wearing a pair of our friend Billy's pants, <laughs> and he was like, "Billy can't know I got these jeans." <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him like a pair of shorts to wear, and he changed his pants in the alley. And I was like, "Give me the jeans. I'll just like sneak them into the washer or whatever." <laughs> yeah, you can't know I stole these. Um, so great tour. Oh, great tour. Well. We picked up Austin, who had been on the road for a month with Brimstone Howe. We picked him up in Iowa City. <laughs> so, like, by the time we picked up Austin, like, he was just, like, he was road dogging. Yeah. Just road dogging. Yeah. Like, he had to wait for us at, at a bowling alley for eight hours until we got to Iowa City. I mean, it was terrible. He was on a, a Greyhound for 24 hours. He took a Greyhound from New Jersey to Iowa City. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. Oh. What's, what's, uh... How about you guys? Shout out to Austin. Shout yeah. big shout Great out dude. to Austin. Fuck yeah. Um I'm actually officiating Austin's wedding in October. Nice. That's great. I'm gonna marry Austin. Congratulations, That's Austin. Awesome. Congrats, Austin. Congrats, Austin. And Alice. Anyway, so let's hear let's have some tour stories. Let's have a let's have a bad tour story. Oh, One that doesn't incriminate or, you know, make any of us look like the saints we are. Go ahead, Fort. Oh. I have too many. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out which ones I can talk about. I mean, I can talk about... <laughs> I, have a, I have a couple that are probably okay to... There was one in Baltimore. Uh, it was like a weird DIY house with a bunch of crust punks living in it. And it was a really, really sketchy neighborhood. And uh we got there and there was like eight bands playing in this back room and there was tons of crust punks up on the ceiling and every time a band would go out these guys were just wasted up there throwing balloons of piss onto the (laughs) the bands and the equipment and like it was splashing all over their gear and everything and it was everyone was just a total dick there and the band i was with just played real quick and we just we didn't even stay to get paid we just scooted out of there that's so funny. It was up. so sketchy. You, you had me at one time in Baltimore and then you I finished know. and then you finished it up with there was a bunch of crust punks on the roof. <laughs> it was so sketchy. I don't I've never wanted to go back to Baltimore so, since then. I have a story that that brings up the Fort House, but I remember the first interaction I ever had with Fort is that I was at a, a party or a show there and 
had a few too many drinks and I needed a piss. So I went outside to piss, like on the side of the house. And then Fort walks up and I'm like, fuck, I'm pissing like... On his house? Piss. Yeah, but he didn't care. Pissing on Did I do the same thing? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, he just yeah. came right beside me. But uh, that was like one of my first interactions with uh, with Fort. So That's but, hilarious. Just walk in. Hey, may I join you? A couple of, Spot couple of me. dudes, a couple of tallywhackers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Balloons of piss. I am gonna hold on to that story oh, for a God, long time. Cross punks, <laughs> dude, with uh, balloons full of piss. That actually, real quick, Danny, I got, I got a story. Why you mill on something? Okay, I got you. We, we gotta have a tour story, Addy. Okay, so wherever we would go uh, on the road with worried mothers, like cross punks would gravitate to Dave. <laughs> Every time, sure. Always super nice. We never had any bad experiences. Okay. We're in Minneapolis, downtown at this, like, it was like a college neighborhood, and we were playing at this college house or whatever. We we called it, we, we left this place calling it the Castle of Mold. That was the name that I gave it. I was like, that's not a house, man. Something grew when they carved doors into it. Like, it was fucking disgusting. Oh, it, was, it was so bad. Like, I was, like, covering my, we were in the basement playing, and I was, like, covering my face with my shirt because I was like, that's mold. It's everywhere. I can see it on the seat. Like, terrible. Anyway, we show up. Black mold. I'm sure, dude. Every color of mold was down there. It was it was the castle Blue of mold, mold like, green mold, built of mold. So we show up, and uh, we're getting out of the van, and immediately this crust punk kid walks up to Dave and is like, "Hell yeah, brother!" Like blah blah blah, and they have a short conversation. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm like, "Oh, whatever." Every time. And he walks away, and I'm like, oh, you know that guy? And he's like, I have never seen that guy in my life. Like, oh, because he looked like he hadn't seen you in a long time. Like, <laughs> most of them do, you know? So anyway. You're one of us. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, he, uh, so this uh, crust punk kid, he's there for the show, and he's hanging out, and he's super nice to us. And I presumed he, this guy is just wasted, because, like, speech is slurred. You know, and he's like all up in your face. Just like crust punks are kind of verbally aggressive. They're kind of com- communicatively aggressive sometimes, you mm-hmm. know. I'm generalizing crust punks. And, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, anyway, hanging out with us all night. And there's a frat house right across the street. And they're having a party. So it's like kind of this odd mix of whatever. And, uh, at, after the show, we're hanging out drinking beer and this crust punk who again i presume is just completely shit-faced drunk from like the moment he showed up he had bought us a bunch of beer and he was convinced somebody had stolen it <laughs> and he's like somebody stole my beer blah, blah, blah. And we're like i don't know man I don't know. you know you can have whatever this kid goes across the street to the frat house and they're like bros just broing it the fuck up, throwing each other around and stuff. And he's just like, one of you stole my bit. Start shit with the entire party. And I was like, oh, we're going to watch this kid just get destroyed. No, no, doesn't happen. They threw a, a Abercrombie shirt on him and he... And he joined him? No. no yeah. Come at me, bro. Yeah, no, there was no... They were like, hey, Here's man. a pony keg. They, they, these were like... Like, not small dudes. And they were like, dude, we didn't take your beer. You know, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. They felt sorry for him. They didn't get all aggro. And uh, I'm talking to one of the guys that owns this house. And I'm like, man, that guy has been shit-faced since, like, fucking 5 o'clock this afternoon. I can't believe he just went over there and started. And he's like, 
oh no, he's not shit faced. That dude had a stroke two years ago, and uh, he's just a little off, and everybody kind of puts up with him. <laughs> oh my god! So he's just kind of like the neighborhood stroke victim, and he, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, he can have problems, but I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I went from one second of being like, this kid has the biggest balls I have ever seen on not just a crusty, but anyone. Like, and it come to find out he was actually yeah, was had some trouble. Sports was funny. That was real sad. I'm really sorry, you guys. <laughs> I, I thought it was a little funny. <laughs> Is that a stroke noise? No. Oh. <laughs> All right, I failed. Danny, what do you got? Um. Okay, so second tour be like February 2005, okay? January. We're headed to Minneapolis to meet Claire DeLune to, to, to tour with them to support both of our records. Um, we get, you know, you're in Iowa and you're cruising. You're, I, I can't remember how far we got. We had a trailer with us that day and the trailer we thought it, it came off the ball oh jesus and went down chains were still hanging on we thought that we we thought we didn't we we couldn't tell you know what we did wrong but it it was it was not a problem that like it was not our deal it was a manufacturer's defect the whole underbody came off of the thing so we were dragging the chains were still hooked on it was still on the ball so excuse me i was wrong about that we thought it happened we thought we you know it was our deal and and the thing just took a left you know on the interstate you know bit grass and then did like flips in the air and landed on its head holy shit so so this was man my story was terrible this was this was (laughs) two hours into our drive to minneapolis to play with with those guys um and you know the sheriffs show up and everything and like we're I, I pull out the camera immediately you know and we saw that it was a defect they only put in in the long run they only put like eight welds where there were supposed to be or three welds where there were supposed to be eight or something Whoa. like that so this is a legitimate manufacturer's yeah. defect <laughs> yeah this was nick Torlowski's um in lincoln mm-hmm. um and and his label was sharing it Sucker punch? Yep. Yeah. So I call him. Wheels are still spinning on the thing. And I run out with my camera. I'm filming this thing. You know, the door creased in the middle because the gear pushed through. Lock was still on there. We pull out the gear. You know, um, shout out to Lily. We had her jag. Or it was a, their, what does she have? Is it a jazz master? That thing got it bad. Lily Broders? She, yeah. Sorry, Lily. <laughs> we were borrowing her guitar thing was in pieces my rosewood telly got chewed up a little bit but it it made it the the case was caved in i'm like oh no open it up you know and and a caster went through the case but it didn't it just barely touched the head of the guitar and that's why you put it in a case yeah and uh, her guitar was in a case it just Uh, yeah it was bad and then um you know so whatever we pack up all of our shit and we we you know we end that tour with u-hauls fast forward to 2009 or so I think it was the release of Sun we were going down to South by we stopped at my brother Marty's house shout out to Marty Maxwell Max Tracks uh, in Dallas stayed with him we're driving into Austin it's like two hours or something hour and a half or something um, 
we're driving in our van at that point, the van we have, the old Dodge Ram, uh, 1990 Dodge Ram with plastic seats. Brutal. And then uh, uh, wheel, back wheel, I'm driving like 85. Back wheel and half the axle just comes off. Oh, fuck. So the van goes boom, you know, down. Sparks are like shooting into the gas tank kind of thing. Do you Every, remember who was sleeping? Everybody when that sli- everybody's sleeping. <laughs> the oh, first no. there was this big boom. Landon's sleeping on the floor. He goes, Dude, what was that? You know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm cruising. When I hit the, when we hit down, I'm like over, 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 and then you hit that stuff that's, you know, on the side of the road. It's like brrr, we get over. Dude, our wheel is bouncing by us oh. with half the axle. Oh. It went like 300 yards down. <laughs> While we're hanging out, we had a sheriff stop by. Um, and Greg's like the biggest dude in the band at this time, you know? Like, people would stop. Greg would jump out of the van. Like, you know, we'd all get out of the van. Like, what's going on? Sheriff stops by. We're like, dude, like two different people stopped by. And they're like, oh, yeah, they were going to rob your van. You know, like, they, you know, like. Wait a second. Where were you? Probably halfway to Austin. Okay. You know? Okay. You know, 45 minutes goes by, you know, we call AAA or whatever, flatbed shows up, pulls the whole van up onto the flatbed, we're driving, he's got the light, he's going, 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 Greg and Oliver ran the fence line all the way down for like 300 yards, they found the wheel and half the axle, it was super hot, so we drove up with the flatbed, this dude goes out and grabs it, puts the thing onto the flatbed, and there's no room in the truck, right, so Landon and I jump in the van on the flatbed, for the 30 minute drive into Austin. We're blazing cigs. That's We're not so bad. Cigs. Yeah, yeah. Blazing cigs. <laughs> and and uh, cruise in to, to play at uh, the Mohawk. And they dropped the flatbed down. And there was a bunch of people there. Like we have friends in Austin. They're all waiting there for us. They dropped the flatbed down. Our gear just starts sliding out. Everybody came out and helped us and like took our shit straight up onto stage, onto the stage. They poured us shots of rumplements and we played. We made our set. So somebody made the call to the club. It was tight. Yeah, yeah. It was it was super tight. Yeah, the owner came out. He's like, "Help these guys in." Chill the rumplements. Yeah, it was tight. And he's like, "Chill the rumplements." Get these guys four shots. The rumplements on ice. It was super tight, man. We played indoors, not the outdoor stage that they have there. (laughs) Okay. I've seen Digital Weather play that. That they snuck me into the Mohawk one day, and we had a bottle of rumplements in my pant leg. This is back when we used to drink that stuff. Boom. And Johnny's like, "Now." We we run in, we go straight to the bathroom, Landon, Sean, probably Austin as well. This is when they got all the, the, the free Asics, that, that tour. Oh, yeah, yeah the they free Asics. Had, had, and nobody Annie grabbed me a pair tour. of shoes. Yeah, shout out to Annie. They were all on that one, and, and, and we ran straight to the bathroom and took a bunch of, you know, we drank that whole bottle. It was, and then they played the outdoor stage. It was sweet. They had a... Nice little response. Have you been to South by Southwest? I've never been to South by Southwest. Not, you know, not... It's a scramble. If you're a, if just, you're a band and if you're there as, as a fan, it's kind of a trap. Yeah, you know? and, and it seemed like, you know, any of the bands that were playing uh, either just, I mean, which is like, you know, a fucking encyclopedia, but uh, it just didn't really interest me, you know, either either playing or just going down there to hang out. Like, it just... I went one year. I saw Iggy Pop and the Stooges. That's bitch. Nice. And Melvin's. Also bitching. Their last show at Waiting Room was fucking. I heard that was so good. It was a with uh, Napalm Death. No. Yeah. Was it? I think so. I think Fort. Did you go to that? I don't know. Yeah, it was. Seen them a couple times. Napalm Death and great show. Yeah. Fucking. I heard it was so good. I hadn't seen the Melvins in like ten years, and it was better. 
I did uh, stagehand for the Melvins when they played at Sokol with uh, Weed Eater. Did you work that one too? Mm-mm. I remember those days. It was, yeah, and, and it was right. the Melvins with uh, Cody and, uh, oh, man, I can't remember the other dude's name. The two guys from Big Business, they were playing with them. So it was like a four oh. piece. And it was really bitchin' show. That's kind of the perfect show for you to work because you love big business. Oh man! And they were su- <laughs> they were just touring in, uh, just like a regular van with a trailer, and I helped them out with everything. We just sat in bullshit for like twenty minutes afterward. It was super nice. You know, that's kind of a interesting topic. Is uh, Fort and I used to work <laughs> at uh, Sokol? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, God. Was, it, was there is that the GD? Is that the GD plug right there? Yep. 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 Shout out to GD. Shout yep, out he to got us on Premier Home Designs. We saw a lot of really bad shows. Uh, and then what was Phil Anselmo's band? Down. Down. Yeah, they were they weren't good, but it was kind of cool just being in his presence. I didn't get. I didn't work nice that dude. one. I didn't work the down one. I were, I did. Mastodon was pretty great, and they had dude. Mastodon was interesting. Because they had this, like, I'm not, like, a huge Mastodon fan by any means, but I don't hate it, you know. Way, way more cool fun show. to watch them live. They're they're funny. Holy shit. Well, they had this, like, LED backdrop that we put together before the show. So, just so everybody knows, Craig Fort and I were uh, essentially stagehands and loaders for bands at Sokol Auditorium. And so we would get paid 100 bucks. Thank you, Danny. We would get paid a hundred bucks to hang out with a band all day, get them set up at the place, and a lot of times we were just like sitting around. Yeah, the main work was like in the morning, getting everything set up, get their lights and trusses and everything set up, uh, help move the drums in, unload the trailers, and then it was just kind of go do your own thing for a couple hours, come back, watch the show, and then when the show is over, get ready to haul ass and tear down so we can make it to last call at the bar. That was always the goal. Unload the band so we can make it to Olivers for last call at the bar. Did you guys do it like at Eagles of Death Metal or Queens of the Stone Age or something? I did Queens of the Stone Age. Okay, I think that's... I went to one of them where you guys were working. I remember hanging out with you guys outside. Yeah. Uh, the crazy one... Well, outside of Mastodon. So, the show was cool. Cool tech that they had. You know, this was like sure. seven years ago and their technology was fucking ridiculous. Like, they, their LED display, it was insane. Anyway... I rode, okay, so Ladyfinger, Chris Mockmuller's one of his bands, We uh, they apparently re- had the same record producer as Mastodon, Yeah. so they had that connection. So after that Mastodon show, uh, Mock was closing the bar, and we were going to go party with uh, the Mastodon road crew and some of those dudes, and the show that they were playing was like a four-band bill, they were doing this tour, whatever. So all those dudes go to Olivers, then we go to a party. And I ride with one of the uh, one of the roadies from Macedon, one of the managers or whatever. And uh, I don't know how Gigi Allen came up, but he out of nowhere he's just like, "Dude, I've got Gigi Allen guitar picks in my pocket right now." And I was like, "Get out of here!" He's an older dude, you know, probably probably forty three, forty four, and uh, pulls out these guitar picks, and he's like, "Oh yeah, these are from Jabber's days of Gigi." Wild. Yeah, carried him around. around. They're in his wallet. I'm like, that is a bad luck charm, man. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be carrying that around. Uh, But anyway, that shit was cool. We had some good times. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and we. uh, Let me think here. Did you did you do thirty seconds to Mars? Uh, Yeah. 
That yeah. was awful. That was awful. He was <laughs> there. He was so blown out, and he was. It was like they were like filming that. Remember, like doing like a road documentary or something. Straight like that. up, legit film crew. And he was like directing them on stage. He's like, he was like, he's like, go over here, get an angle on this one, shoot the crowd. Like, I don't know. It was really dumb. I will say his tour he manager. He was bomb in Fight Club. <laughs> he was bomb in Fight Club. Um, Jared Leto, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry, but we did not turn the heat on for you at SoCal Auditorium. There was this big request. He couldn't get his vocals down at Soundcheck. And he's like, it's too cold in here. And we're like, buddy, it's going to be about 200 degrees in here yeah, it's gonna in an hour. Warm. Yeah. And, and so he made a request. Hey, can we, can we get the heat turned up? And we were all just like, mm-hmm. Walk away. Smoke a cigarette, whatever we were doing. Walk back. Yeah, how's that? And he's just like, I can already tell. Thank you. Someone said everything. Like, yeah, I didn't do anything. That was one of the perks. He was trying to get me on one time. He's like, dude, I need someone really bad. And he's like, we, we, we load in. We don't do shit. And then we load out. You know what I mean? He's like, there's there's time in between. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, We'd I, go can't, to lunch. I can't do it, you know? But yeah. The Burger King? The yeah, walk to Burger or Good the money, right? Los Portales. Yeah, the, Los Portales uh, would go up there. Was the was the Mastodon Ladyfinger producer? I'm not fact checking. Was it? I don't know the name. I can't remember right now. Yeah, that was the, that was. I think he's based out of Seattle. Yeah, it was on up northwest. Shit, is it what, Matt Bayless? Yeah, it's Matt Bayless. That guy is so fucking funny. I hung out with him uh, when we did a uh, tour. We did couple tours with Ladyfinger and we we did a West Coast time there was some days with them when we weren't uh, playing and some when we were but one of them was at the Sunset Tavern okay. in Seattle and Matt was there and that dude I was crying because he's so funny what like, year was that do you remember was probably 2007 2008 I was because probably, I, we uh... toured with them a lot for the Titan the News tour and they were putting out their first one, yeah. you know, their first full length for the Saddle Creek release. Yeah, because I lived up after there, the I demos. remember hanging out with them and, yeah, taking them out for mm-hmm. drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we toured, we were we were usually putting stuff out in tandem, it seemed like, like, so we, it just made sense. Oh, you know, those were the gold, that was it. Yeah. It was rolling. And, like, some of those years you guys were talking about, like, the early days, like, when you guys were in town, like, we, we, we were on the road a lot, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. You know, I know, like, back when was busy a lot, too, you know, like... We played back when's last show. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait. No, it was, like, the... Full-blown's last show. But back when, they, like, came back for, like, a... I get these bands mixed up. That's a good one. Shout-out to Tulis. Yeah, uh, (laughs) no, God. John Tverdick. Yeah, back when. Back when. We played back when's last show. I was right the first time. Well, I don't think it was their last show. It was like their show. They came back. Like, just randomly oh, okay. like, played like a yeah. show. They've done a couple of They're those. They're great. But yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got a quick tour story about back when. I used to yeah. be yeah, their merch guy. Yeah, a ton. And yeah. uh, we, were, we went out with Pariah, and uh, we only made it like two or three days into it. We were on our way to Dallas, and we were just pulling in. Uh, it was like during rush hour, and uh, we had one van that had all of the gear in it because they just had an insane amount of cabs and amps and everything. So that van's behind us, and then we're just in like a you know Taurus or something like that, like up in front. And uh, it's rush hour traffic, and all of a sudden we're like, oh shit, there's our exit. So we like switch over, and 
the cars are just stopped on the exit and we're going 70 miles an hour and so we just slam into the back of this car and luckily the van with all the gear was able to stop before hitting us and it like kind of swerved out a little bit uh the drummer aaron bravik hit his head on the front dash and was just completely unconscious we were all in shock it was me and chris kelly in the back seat and we didn't know what the hell was going on so we get out of the car i'm like yelling at aaron he finally wakes up he's like i'm okay we all get off to the side and uh end up like car was completely totaled we ended up having to cancel the rest of the tour we got um uh but everybody was okay everyone was okay everyone was okay but yeah we ended up having to like what dan said we got the van put up onto a trailer and we got shipped to the show and got out just in time to play and then we just went and hung out at aaron's uh aunt's house in fort worth and swam for three days until we could get a rental car to go back home it's kind of interesting you guys both got hauled in on texas. flatbeds and made yeah, it to, in yeah texas. both in texas yeah yeah like the the 15 passengers yep. you know what i mean yeah you they have to they require that so that's why it took so long everything you know I mean? is bigger in texas including the risk involved in traveling we yeah. it's we also <laughs> it's a bigger stay away. yeah man <laughs> I mean, even to conclude that that crazy story in Austin, like, you know, our our van immediately goes to a mechanic or to the, like a junkyard, really. Or, you know, like it was like, what do we do? Greg calls his dad. His dad and his uncle fucking jump in the car, drive through the night all the way down to Texas, bring it home on their own flatbed, wow. fixed it. That is some serious dad we, shit. That's we dad we out. use that van. <laughs> right. We, is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. We use that van again. Like we we Whoa. had to we rented a van for the remainder of the tour, like which took us all the way to Brooklyn and back from Texas. <laughs> did, did you guys sleep while I was driving? We couldn't smoke in that van. Yeah. You know. You hit a pothole and it's just like we oh. were so scared. And and there luckily there was like a dent on one of the you know on the passenger side where you got the double door mm-hmm. you know opening there was like a scratch from brooklyn like someone totally dinged us and luckily there was like a circle that they had circled before we left with it like right in that area so greg was like nope that was the one you know and they didn't charge us extra for oh, or whatever but yeah that was a hefty bill like i think we sent that to jaws or anodyne or someone to like help us out with that one yeah know? but come on pick up the slack yeah, on, on this one <laughs> I know, man, that uh, the tour I was mentioning with the Shanks and Revengers, like, I couldn't believe those dudes. I was like, this is a rented van. Yeah. Like, I don't know what soap is going to wash this out of this fabric. <laughs> totally. But it is going to need a power washer, maybe a, maybe a flamethrower. You know, like something just to, like, just uh, like the BO just to get episode the of Seinfeld. San- sanitized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, as we're kind of wrapping this thing down, um, what can people, listeners, Omaha talkers, what can they do to find you? Where can they find you? What do you guys got going on? MaxTracksRecords.com, new guy website. named Brandon Herbal created this website for us. I know that guy. Which yeah, is, I've heard of him. <laughs> does uh, good work. Yeah, MaxTracksRecords.com. Um, we have, you can basically stream most of our existing music there. Um, we're also on Bandcamp. Uh, probably not for long, but all the all the bands have their individual Bandcamp, um, you know, sites still. We might take down the Max Tracks one, 
Um, but maxtracksrecords.bandcamp.com. You can find all the bands on that one for now. But yeah, maxtracksrecords.com is the new home. Um, pre-sale is available for Little Brazil's uh, full length coming out June 1st. Um, we have limited pale blue uh, vinyl for the first 100 sold. Um, they're going pretty quick. We've been doing really well with those. So staggering out the rollout, like we said, digital will be available for pre-order. Um, so next, if you like colored vinyl, get on it. Yeah, jump on that. Um, and it's a limited, the vinyl is a limited release as well, too. We didn't we didn't get a ton of those. I'm not going to tell well, you. Oh, you don't have a ton of money gonna, laying around to dump them? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how many we bought, but yeah, uh, it, it's, it's definitely a limited Wait, you don't have a record release. plant in your basement? In it? The CDs will be at an abundance, you know. Okay. But but not like you'd think. And both and the CDs like will come with days. a digital download, yeah. Just the record. Just the record. Just the record. But okay. they'll they'll be available on iTunes. Which makes sense cuz well. the yeah. whole record will be available on iTunes and and streaming on Spotify and available on Amazon and all that very soon, so. You guys got shows coming up? Yeah. Um the release shows the same day at the waiting room. Um we have uh, our friends Eric and Outer Space uh, are opening, and Pro Magnum is playing as well. Um, Leaf Blower has a couple shows coming up for it. May 18th. Uh, we're playing at Brothers with a Universe Contest. Uh, that's going to be a real fun one. And then um, June 16th, we're playing at Believers with Sidewalkers and Quiche Night. Awesome. It's going to be a good one, too. Yeah. So, well, hell yeah. Well, dudes, thanks for coming over. Thanks for thanks bringing for beers. Us. You know? Thanks for having us, guys. Absolutely. We definitely want to do this again because, you know, it's fun. You guys kick ass. And it's fun just to catch up and shoot the shit, you know? Dad life. Dad life. Dad, Dad company. Up Saturday morning. Can we, can we talk about uh, the, the degrees of separation from your, from your other podcasts, like some fun facts I have? Absolutely. Yeah. Really, it, quick. really quick. You, you can cut this, too. Okay. <laughs> um, shout out to Dave Utterback. He recorded the first Little Brazil demo. Dave Utterback, who is the owner and chef of Yoshitomo Sushi in Benson, who was on the show. So great that's guy. a great, great guy. I still have copies of that. Very few. They're they're they're. Uh, I'm gonna put them on eBay for a thousand dollars. So that's connection number one. Okay, and then we're gonna donate all the proceeds to his restaurant. There we go. <laughs> and then um, that's a great idea. Um, shout out to Mock, my homeboy Mock, Chris Mockmuller. Um, uh. And Olivers, uh, I, I just want to say that uh, that Little Brazil was was the second band that that Sean Conway called to to fill in when he needed someone to play. We were on call. So that, life after that laser disc happened, right? Sean Cox, shout out to Sean Cox. He's now in Little Brazil. Okay. Um, his band was the first band, and then Little Brazil pushed our gear across the street to help him out one night. So that was that was a that was a fun night. We actually jumped off the tables. Getting to before before what when the tables were still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking hazard that was. Before Jeff Ankenbauer was pouring people's pitchers on his head. Oh my god. <laughs> Shout uh, out to Jeff. And and uh, uh Sean Conway being asked to play by him in those days, that was like an honor unto itself. Yeah, yeah. It was there there was no such thing, you know. He was just <laughs> yeah. calling you personally and saying, "Dude, can you play tonight?" You right. know. And we we happened to be across the street, so you know, shout out to McGill Brothers, Olivers, um, you know, Yoshitomo. Absolutely. Go check out some 
go check out some food at and we place. did you know what speaking of uh dave utterback and yoshitoma sushi and benson we brandon and i had a meeting there with our friend rachel p grace a few weeks ago and the dinner dave if you're listening fantastic man Maybe. unbelievable so good and we didn't want to leave we're like shit. we didn't either we had a great time yeah like we yeah. should just keep eating fish but we had shit to do but uh real quick i want to thank our patreon supporters once again thank you guys we got some new stuff coming up new website uh probably some more merchandise some video. some video content it's all on the way but we couldn't do that without you guys donating and listening so we really appreciate that and not to be annoying but if you could leave us a review it does help it helps us it helps you it helps us help you and it helps you help us we so like to read about ourselves. and we super vain yeah. so and if you're gonna if you're gonna be naughty and say naughty stuff do it to my face okay all right Thanks again, Port and D-Max. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Woo.